0: Hey everyone and welcome back to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of us four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Lauren. I'm Sophie. And I'm Grace. Today Ava is not here, but the other day I was looking through New York Times and I found this article called A New Look for a New World. And I read through this article and I found it really interesting, so I thought we should talk about it. In the article, the author talks about how makeup has changed during quarantine, whether that be sales by companies or different people's makeup styles. And they talked about the rise of girl gaze makeup, which I will explain later on. But for right now, I think it'd be interesting to ask just on the basis of this article, do you think um, all the quarantine has changed your guys makeup style or your view of makeup or cosmetics?
1: Yeah, I think it did. Because over quarantine, I started experimenting more. Because I remember in eighth grade, I, I hate thinking about it, but I would do, like, crusty, musty, dusty eyelashes. <laughs> I would just go crazy with the mascara. And, like, they looked good, yeah, I guess. They did. But... They did look good. Okay. They looked good. Phew. But they were, like, an L shape because I just, like, didn't know how to do anything with my face. And um, I remember trying eyeliner back in the day in, like, eighth grade one time, and I totally did drew like a line and it didn't work at all with my eyes and that's something I guess I'll get into later about how I've changed it but I was kind of catering to what I saw in the media which was like uh white women doing their makeup and I was like why does this eyeliner look so bad on me if it looks good on them and I later found out it's because of my eye shape and whatever. So Sophie said her before
2: so I will also say my before um let's see in quarantine before quarantine I think it's pretty much the same. Um, I do view makeup differently now. But, um, yeah, no, before quarantine, eighth grade, I did mascara. And I had lip gloss. So I was going pretty heavy with it. (laughs) No. um, Yeah, I, I just did mascara. And that's pretty much it. It honestly did not change the way I looked at all. I'm going to be honest, it didn't change it at all. So I think it was kind of a waste of money and my time in the morning. But
0: now it's different. Um, I didn't wear makeup pre-quarantine. And honestly, what's kind of embarrassing is that I was like kind of one of those pick-me girls. It was like, <laughs> I hate makeup. Why does everyone wear makeup? Like, you don't need to hide. Like, whatever, you know? And I think the thing is, it was just me projecting my insecurities onto everyone. Because I remember Sophie got really into makeup, like, 7th grade, I think. Oh, yeah. And don't bring it up. <laughs> and I just felt like I was like, like, I'm not, like, everyone's, like, into makeup and I'm not. And I don't know how to do makeup. And that's embarrassing. And so then I was like, everyone, ma- makeup sucks. And it's just because I couldn't do it. <laughs> but the thing is... After that, I was like, okay, you know, I don't even care anymore. I feel like quarantine was, like, a refresh. So I took that opportunity to go and get myself some makeup. And I did that, I guess. And now I wear, like, mascara every day. And it's not to the point where I don't feel complete without wearing it. But it's, like, like I'll still go barefaced. But I do think it's changed a lot where I feel comfortable wearing makeup and it's something I do regularly Mm -hmm. and like during quarantine I like went really light but the thing is in the article I've been talking about is they're talking about in quarantine people went really heavy with their makeup they went heavy colors they went like just crazy with it because all of a sudden nobody cared what you looked like because you never saw anyone (laughs) and for that level of craziness was me putting on mascara that level of craziness was me putting on like a single beige shade of eyeshadow. And but I think that's escalated because like today I'm sitting here. I'm wearing purple eyeshadow.
2: And it looks really good. Thank
0: you. And I think there is truth in that article as we've all talked about.
1: Um I was just gonna say it or I was gonna clarify that it's not like an ugly purple. Because I know some people are are gonna envision like, wow, that's a lot of purple. Yeah no
2: no no Lauren's eyes are green and she has this really light purple shadow on and it like matches the color of her shirt so it looks really good
1: i had to clarify yeah thank we you. had we had to clarify thank you
0: um but anyway i think the idea that the article was presenting is that people feel more free with their makeup and i think that's evident in what we've been saying we've been able to like find ourselves i suppose mm-hmm. No, that's a, that's
2: a pretty good point. I think it's also because people had so much time on their hands that it's when people... Oh, that didn't really make sense. <laughs> um, okay, what I'm trying to say is people had free time. And in free time, you get bored, you get creative. And that's when you pull out all of your different makeup brushes and you just kind of go crazy with it. And, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people... We're trying to find creative outlets, and makeup is definitely a creative outlet. A lot of people view makeup as kind of like, oh, it's something that you use to cover up your, like, mm, the bad parts of your face, like, or whatever, and some people think of it as like, oh, I'm enhancing my natural features, but I like to think of it as kind of, it's almost an art form.
1: I agree. I agree. There's a lot of beauty gurus nowadays, Um, and I remember during quarantine, I did give it a try, and it didn't work for me. Being a beauty guru? No. Wearing makeup like a beauty guru. Oh. I say that now, but, like, all it was was, like, eyeshadow, because I don't really wear that nowadays, but... Nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a lot of time to, like, look at my face, which was not that good of a thing for me at the time, but... I learned a lot about my features, so now I kind of know how to do makeup that I feel like makes me look good. Oh, like, you, you definitely do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, <sighs> I wear, like, eyeliner that kind of goes more straight from my eye because it enhances my eye shape. Because um, I don't really have Caucasian eyes, so I had to adapt my makeup style to fit it better in ways that would actually flatter my eyes instead of whatever I was doing before. Um and I also fixed my eyebrows. <laughs> like I don't I don't know. I did I improved small things that I think make my face look better. Um which I don't know if that'll be problematic for me in the future. Should I choose to go out like without wearing makeup, which is something is that's kind of overlooked because it makes me wonder like how many people feel like they have to put it on when they go outside or how many people just do it cuz they enjoy it. Mm.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I've actually kind of like thought about that recently just like um going to school quote unquote barefaced. Like I'm pretty much going to look the same, right? Because yeah. makeup doesn't really change you dramatically unless like you're really like beating your face. Um just a coat of mascara, brushing your eyebrows. It makes you feel better about yourself. It takes 5 minutes in the morning it mascara can cost like what four or five dollars at like a drugstore you buy it you put it on i think it's just like such a simple thing to do but it changes your mood so much like you feel pretty without it or no you feel pretty with it and you feel ugly without it i think i pretty much like look the same i think it's just about how i feel
1: honestly normally people look the exact same like sometimes my friends will come to school and be like guys I didn't have time to put on mascara, and I also do the same thing. Like, I come to school, I'm like, guys, don't judge me. I'm not wearing mascara today. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as if it makes a difference, because I basically look the exact same with and without. It just makes me feel fresh in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it makes me feel more comfortable in my own skin, uh, which has kind of been the theme of quarantine, because I think we all had a low.
0: Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Where we
1: just started thinking too much, and it was kind of like that for me before quarantine started like right before quarantine started. Um, one time I remember this morning I was rushed and I like I was like, oh my God, I have to put on mascara. I have to, or else I won't be pretty. And then I ended up going without it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. I look so bad. I bet everybody's looking at me. So I'm really glad uh, quarantine came when it did because I really needed a break from like being in public often Because it was draining for me to feel like I always had to put on, like, one coat of mascara. Looking back, it barely made a difference. But back then, I thought it was, like, the biggest deal. Um, So I'm really glad I had time to get over that and feel comfortable just going as I am Mm -hmm. instead of whatever.
0: So like Sophie was saying and like the article was saying, um, quarantine has really been a time of self-discovery and having lows and bouncing back from that and finding yourself and in a way like for us it's been like Sophie was saying us finding the way makeup suits us as Asian people and that self-discovery of oh like not everyone looks the same oh like I need to dial this in and like we've dialed it in to our Asian features I think we've also dialed it in like the article was saying to have it be from a female gaze And that's why they call it the the girl gaze makeup. And that's having really extravagant colors and not going with that like, oh, it looks like I'm wearing no makeup makeup because that's what guys like. It's Mm. what we want to do as women, as creatives. And I think, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting point. So I thought we might as well discuss the male and female gaze.
2: Okay, so when I put on makeup makeup, It's always like for a reason, like I don't do it if I don't have to, which also kind of contradicts my (laughs) point because I never have to wear makeup. Um, It's my choice. But when I do decide to put on makeup, it's either um, I have like different looks. It's just like I'm going to school. I'm going with my friends. uh, I'm just, you know, hanging out. Then that's one look. But then it's like, oh, I'm going to be with Korean people then it's a different look or it's going to be like I'm having a night out with my friends I'm taking Instagram pictures then it's a different look yeah. um it's also like oh I'm going to play around and try something new then it's a different look um I'm going to go on a date that has never happened but I do have <laughs> I do have a makeup look plan for when that happens I hope it does anyway I'm just kidding I'm just kidding um But yeah, like, when I'm around, um, like, Korean people, and Korean people, I mean, like, uh, my parents' friends um, and things like that. I go, like, as light as possible. If no makeup makeup was a thing, it would be me because I just don't look like I'm wearing anything. Like, no I don't even put on mascara when I do this
1: look. Um, and it's not even a look. It's, I'm like confused. Yeah. I'm like calculating. I'm like wait, calculating. <laughs> so no mascara. How can that be makeup? <laughs> no,
2: and I, I know. I just, I don't know. I want to look more natural in front of like my like not family friends, but these people. And then when I'm going on a date, I want to look like. I'm put together but not too much but then when I'm going out with my friends I'm gonna go ham with the highlighter like I want to feel myself like I want to feel confident um so I feel like makeup definitely has an effect on um our mood but our mood also kind of has an effect on our makeup if that makes sense like if I want to go for a girl gaze makeup look that's definitely gonna change some of the products I use and how much or how little I use it. Um, if I'm going for the male gaze makeup <laughs> look, that's also gonna change some things. So that's a pretty interesting point.
0: Yeah. I, I like how you're saying like the Korean gaze. Like I think it's really The interesting. Korean
2: gaze. Like we, how,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. How you're saying like you don't wear anything when you're around mm-hmm. your like Korean family. We friends. should add
2: like another category. So it's like the female gaze, the male gaze, the Asian relative gaze. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. No, I think it's really interesting when you brought that up that, like, the male-female gaze spans beyond just, like, the, like, male and female. And just to explain what male and female gaze is, so it was a TikTok trend a bit ago for people to be like, POV, I'm written from a male gaze, and it's, like... Hypersexualized women
1: oh yeah or a those. female
0: gaze it's like oh this this k-pop idol was written by women and it's like this random k-pop
1: idol <laughs> random this random k-pop. he's like k-pop doing idol. the most decent thing yeah he's ever. doing yeah. like
0: the most bare minimum like it's oh. like he can drive a car <laughs> it's like oh yeah. my god
1: he held the door no he's Stuck. written by a woman <laughs> yeah
0: so i think it's really interesting to see like different traits that people associate with written by a woman written by a man What do you guys think are good examples of male and female gaze?
1: In my opinion, the male gaze is like preying on women, like hypersexualized and like um, misunderstanding female anatomy Um, and also just misunderstanding women. I don't know. I've seen a lot of TikToks where guys are like deciphering women code. If she does this, she totally wants you. Like... It doesn't make sense to me because they feel like they can dictate um, our actions and what they mean. Um, They kind of just group women all into one category um, as if it's that simple. Uh, And it makes no sense to me. So I'm kind of biased. I'm against the male gaze. Um, And the female gaze to me is like accepting the bare minimum. (laughs) Like, the female gaze, to me, is, like, um, over-romanticizing things that are just, like, basic human decency. Wow. Like, when it comes to partners, that's what that kind of means to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like what um, Lauren was saying, but it's, like, if you're talking to someone, it's, like, oh, my God, he held the door for me. I think he's the one. Like, mm, it's not really that simple. But I feel like um, us girls these days, I can't really group us all together, but... Some of us are just grabbing at what we can get. I yeah. Think. Facts. <laughs> the bare I minimum.
0: Kind of on that point. The male gaze is the unattainable, but the female gaze is the attainable, the bare minimum.
2: Could you elaborate That's I, I understand what you're saying. We need to quote that. No, 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 no. That's good. That's very good.
0: <laughs> Pot to go on our Instagram. Yeah. But when I say like the male gaze is the unattain- unattainable. It's like how Sophie was saying, like the misunderstanding of women and women, female anatomy. The male gaze is what you can be. The male gaze is them misinterpreting, but the female gaze is the bare minimum. It's like, oh, he cares for his family. Like,
2: what a man.
0: What a man. He's a good. You know, re- he's a keeper. You know, he's a keeper when he uh, is a good person. Like, mm-hmm. hmm. Y- you guys are really cynical. oh
2: yeah that's one of her vocab words no you guys are yeah okay so I will explain what I think the male and female gaze is because Sophie and Lauren are very like evil (laughs) like okay um so for me I think the male gaze is kind of like something that girls don't notice about themselves like when guys notice girls got a haircut Or how guys say that they like it when their girl wears casual clothes. um, And how they like their girl when their hair is messy. And how it's really cute when girls do this and this and this. And these are some little things um, guys notice about the person they like. um, That kind of thing. I think that's the male gaze. And I can't tell you every single one of my points because I'm not a male. But... I think from what I've seen and from what I've heard, it's like the things that us girls don't notice about ourselves that guys notice. For example, um, whenever I like was really hungry and I would, you know, finally be able to eat, I would like jump up and down. I'd be like, oh, food, yes, (laughs) you know? And I remember like maybe after a year, this guy that liked me, he was like, you know, you do that thing, right? And I was like, what thing? And he was like, yeah, whenever you get excited, you jump up and down. It's really cute. And I was like, I literally was not aware of that until this very second. So thank you. I will keep doing so. (laughs) Um, But I think that's what the male gaze is. And as for the female gaze, a lot of uh, mainstream media kind of portrays men as these like strong, rich, ripped, you know chiseled people that, you know, they have to protect and all of that. And I think that's what males think um girls like, but honestly, it's just like when guys go to the gym and they get really big, it's to impress other guys. It's not impressing any females. Like, we'd love it if you're healthy. Like, healthy king, take care of yourself. <laughs> love that. But it's for other guys, you know what I mean? And I think female gaze is kind of like the opposite of what we've known. I think female gaze for me, it's when guys, hmm, it's when guys are really, really good with children and animals. It's when they're in touch with their emotional and physical health. I guess mental health. Um, it's when guys are mature and it's when guys are caring, and those are like. Feminine traits, but to me, I think that's what the female gaze is.
0: I think what's problematic with the male and female gaze is everyone has a different interpretation, but also that it's going back to the binary. It's going back to there's only black and white, there's only boys and girls. Where is the gray space? Where are, like, you know, if we're talking about in terms of gender, boys and girls, where's like the gender queer? You know where is that in between space where is you know what i'm saying like yeah how like a person can only be a male or female gaze person
1: yeah i actually was thinking about that while we were having this conversation because it feels wrong to leave out a whole group of people um in my head it's basically male gaze as like straight men and then female gaze is just everything else (laughs) Because I feel like... I think that's a pretty fair assessment, honestly. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't want to just make two groups, but in terms of, like, the base ideas, I feel like it's just straight men, and then everybody else kind of relates, (laughs) because straight men are really interesting. Straight men are very interesting. If you're
2: straight and you're a man... What's your deal? (laughs) What's your deal? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think it's 2021, almost 2022, and it's definitely time we start considering and really acknowledging the people who don't feel like they fit in one group or the other Um, we totally have to talk about that so I think it's great you guys brought that up I think with makeup that's also another thing guys and girls they both wear makeup but it's still kind of taboo and like I just said you know we're supposed to be very progressive guys it's almost
1: 2022 but that's not happening like at all I know. It is kind of shocking because I would think that after, like, tons of years of guys, girls, whoever, doing their makeup, it would be more accepted. But there's just always some people that are going to hate on everything anyone has to do, and it's um, pretty frustrating because I just, I don't see why makeup has to be a gender ex- uh gender exclusive thing it makes no sense to me but then again i'd consider myself more on the progressive side i know that there are going to be some people that won't agree with that opinion but it just doesn't make sense to me that there has to be a difference between guys girls and everything in between makeup like i feel like it should all be the same thing
2: yeah like we just said makeup is like an art form um it's something you can use to express yourself um do you think it's weird that there are professional dancers who are men? Do you think it's weird that there are professional musicians who are men? Like they're using, um, a creative outlet to express themselves and to create their own unique style. Why can't that be the same for makeup? And I think you can look at makeup that way, but you can also look at it as like self maintenance. Like Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to clean myself up a little bit, you know, I want to look a little bit more presentable. Um, I remember over quarantine, since everything had to be, like, over Zoom and stuff, my dad had to do a ton of conference calls, and it wasn't just, like, sitting at a desk, blah, 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 like, he had to have lights and, like, multiple cameras, and it was a lot, and I remember he had, like, a bottle of skin tint, and he had, like, this eyebrow pencil, and I was like, dad, what's mom's stuff doing here? And he was like, this is mine. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And obviously cuz he had to be on camera, like he's going to make himself look a little bit more put together. Not that you're not put together, dad. <laughs> um but but like I I totally like understand why um you know you need it for certain things like if you're going to be on camera, right? Like for all the guys and girls who are like men wearing makeup, ew. Think about your favorite actor. Do you think Leonardo DiCaprio just like goes on set, shows up and does nothing? Like he probably has to spend hours in the makeup chair, not because he's not naturally beautiful. It's because he's going to be on camera and it's part of his job. So I think we need to get rid of all of those negative connotations when it comes to men wearing makeup.
0: That was a really good point. How quarantine not only it's like the rise of girl gaze makeup the rise of self discovery but the rise of men realizing that makeup helps like like you're saying with my dad my dad also he had to do a bunch of conference calls whatever and he just brought out like the finishing powder so he was like my skin looks too oily I I need to I need to get something so he got finishing powder mm-hmm. and it worked out and I think that was really interesting to see, um, not just like just like in general, and I think the problem with makeup in the media is that everyone thinks if you are a man who does makeup, you are gay, which is absolutely not true. Like yes, there are some gay men doing makeup as well as like everyone does makeup, but I've remember there was this one creator on TikTok and. He made this stuff where he would put, he would do makeup as this really masculine-seeming man. He would do, like, a concealer and mascara or something on, like, his beard. Everyone
2: needs a little bit of Yeah, let's keep concealer. it real, honestly. And, yeah,
0: beard and mascara is a thing. And I think that was really interesting to see, and in the comments, how people were like, oh, you're not, you're not a real man. He was like, yeah, I am, like. I'm a straight guy, but I'm still doing makeup. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it just makes me look better.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And we can literally apply this to anything else. Like, if you look at TikTok and you see, I, I personally am really into cooking. Um, I love everything that has to do with, like, health, cooking, nutrition. It's just really interesting. And it's always been something that I was avoiding because for the longest time, I was like, women in the kitchen not for me i'm a career woman i'm different you know i'm my own rich man but i started getting back into it and as i'm on cooking tiktok a lot of the famous creators are men and cooking is a traditionally like like women are traditionally in the kitchen if you think about it um not anymore thank god because you know my mom is not a very good cook (laughs) just (laughs) kidding love you mom but my dad's cooking is great um so we could literally apply this like analogy to anything and i'm really glad to see that some of this stuff has changed a lot even though i am kind of like iffy about the whole cooking thing because it's like if we have guests coming over Obviously, my dad's going to cook because my dad's cooking is fire. Um, But it's like if we have, let's say, like a bunch of old like Asian people coming over, um, I'm not sure if my dad would be in the kitchen or if he would be at the table being served by my mom and me and my sister. So that's another interesting thing to think about if we want to talk about like gender roles and how makeup is not necessarily masculine. Cooking is not necessarily masculine either, but there is this one creator on TikTok who cooks with his shirt off and he's like jacked and he has like an apron on and he has like a toothpick in his mouth (laughs) and he's like aggressively chopping and he looks good while doing it. So keep doing it. But like you wouldn't expect to see that like, what, 20 years ago.
0: I think that's a really good example of that gray space of male-female gaze because you got the jacked Mm -hmm. guy who's cooking
1: juxtaposition juxtaposition
0: for real yeah but i as grace was saying about cooking i had a similar experience with sewing and i have decided to like get into like making my own clothes i'm making my own pants right now and the other night or last night i had this idea where i was like you know what aspiring fashion student and 50s housewife aren't that far apart and i was like am i a 50s housewife don't want to go to fashion school or do i but i don't want to be a housewife and then yeah. lo and behold i see this one tiktok creator and he is making outfits for his girlfriend oh yeah oh, you know that? Seen, and they're I, both beautiful no i binged all, anyway i looked in <laughs> i looked at like all of his like shorts and whatever and not like pant shorts but like shorts on youtube or whatever <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. And I was like, hey, I saw that pattern at Joanne's. Oh my gosh, I almost bought that one. And it was really interesting to see because I think he would be a very good example of a female gaze person. And it was, I don't know. I think that just kind of made it like, okay, so you don't have to be a 50s housewife and you don't have to be an aspiring fashion student. There can be the in-between space of this guy who's making clothes for his girlfriend. There can be this Mm -hmm. in-between space of me making my own pants
1: yeah this is something i actually really wanted to talk about weird space where you want to do something but you but you feel like it's too feminine so you don't want to tap into that because you don't want to be like other girls (laughs) you don't want to like reinforce a stereotype i don't know if that's just me but it's like when i talk about makeup and how i like to wear it i feel like i'm reinforcing the stereotype that all girls love makeup and that they need makeup and stuff like that so i think the housewife thing that lauren was talking about is a great point because there's some hobbies that I don't want to tap into because I feel like I'll be reinforcing a stereotype um, that kind of reflects the old regime. <laughs>
0: the old <laughs> regime. We're pulling out the vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: reflects like um, old traditions that I don't agree with. But it. I feel like it should just be a simple hobby. But um, unfortunately, that's not always the case when it comes to the public gaze. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Like for me,
2: I have my moments when I'm like super feminine and girly, and I have my moments when I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm tough. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Um, like an example of that could be um before I go to bed, um I'll like read, but like when I go to bed, I don't wear like I actually have like a specific silk set that I wear. And I have my hair in braids and I sleep with all my jewelry on and I'm just like really happy and I have a candle and um I'm I just feel so girly in my little pajama set and in my jewelry and there are times when it's like six in the morning and I'm literally wearing the ugliest color of shorts and like, not saying that ugly shorts have anything to do with masculinity, <laughs> um, but like, I don't really care about what I'm wearing, and my hair is in like this really like rat tail looking ponytail, and I'm just like going at it. Um, um, I box, and that's just oh, kind of yeah. I
1: didn't
2: know that. <laughs> I don't. I don't really tell people. Maybe oh, maybe daddy. that's a oh. Maybe I, mean, I knew about it, but I didn't know oh. it was like your thing. Maybe that's a, another connection we could make, like, you know, some people may be too scared to tap into their feminine side, but it's the same for the masculine side.
0: This is very true.
2: Yeah, no, there are some times when I just want to just do whatever and just hit bags in my <laughs> no, garage. for real. Yeah, I don't really know how to word it. Um, but yeah, everybody can have their feminine and masculine side.
1: Yeah, that's another really interesting topic, like... I've seen a lot of things where it's, like, girls supporting girls, but then there's a girl who is doing some typically masculine thing, and they're all like, ugh, she's trying to be, like, the boys. She's such a pick-me, and Mm -hmm. I just, I hate that so much, because it's like, oh, if she likes makeup, then she's a girly girl, like, ugh, she's probably trying to get the boys, and then it's like, oh, she's doing something, like, quote-unquote, boyish or whatever, like, oh, she's trying to not be, like, other girls, she wants to get the boys' attention, like, I don't understand why everybody has to make it seem as if everything we do is for guys. Yeah. And that's just like a really common uh-huh. thing. And it's so annoying. And I also see a lot of girls reinforcing that sort of stereotype, like putting other girls down for doing whatever they want. And it it's really disappointing because I would expect better mm-hmm. after so long. And I feel like, especially right now, we need to unify and actually... Like, accept each other or else uh, things will stay divided and there's already enough of that, I feel like. Oh, no, that's a really good point now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I,
2: I don't know. <sighs> hmm. The other day um, in my math class, I sit in front of two guys and they were just talking about, like, working out and stuff like that. And they were talking about, um, we were talking about diets and nutrition and eating and stuff like that. And I like really got into it with them. Um, and I'm like, hmm, it was like really fun talking about that stuff. Um, but in the back of my mind, I just like, because <sighs> I'm in the front of the class and everybody can essentially hear what we're saying because we're so loud. Um, I was kind of wondering like, hmm, do these girls think I'm like faking it just so I can like talk with these guys? That, that's kind of an interesting thought. I'm not faking it. I don't know how to, like, prove to everybody that, like, my hobbies are genuinely my passions. I feel like I I don't have to.
1: Honestly, I think I'm more worried about how I'm perceived by girls rather than boys because I just, I'm so scared they're going to judge me. And especially at our school, there's a lot of pretty girls, like, a lot. And it's intimidating because sometimes I'll be in the bathroom, like, finishing my makeup or doing my hair. And another girl will walk in and do the same thing, and I'm just, like, wondering, like, oh, is she looking over at me right now and thinking I'm a try-hard? Or is she thinking that I'm ugly or anything like that? When in reality, I feel like everybody's focused on themselves. Nobody really cares what you're doing. Um, But it's kind of difficult sometimes because I feel like everybody is watching me, which is just not the case. I'm not important enough for everybody to watch me all at the same time. Um... But I think that's something everybody struggles with. I don't
0: think it's, for me, it's about being perceived by, like, any gender. It's just being perceived in general,
1: (laughs) you know? Just being perceived (laughs) Yeah, like,
0: I, yeah, being perceived is enough for me.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting how makeup plays into all of this. Because makeup can either make you
0: Uh...
2: or it can break you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think my relationship with makeup has changed a lot, just like my relationship with myself has changed a lot. And I think as we're about to close um, in the beginning, we we went over like our before makeup routine, at least Sophie and I did. I think we should go over our like after quarantine makeup routine, as well as share all of our um, relationships and thoughts about makeup and how we use it.
1: Right. Um. I think... For me, not much has changed. I am now doing something that is not spider lashes, which is something I was very into in eighth grade. Um, But I'd say my relationship with makeup is pretty healthy, a lot better than it used to be, because there was a time when I felt like I had to wear it all the time in order to be pretty and not be judged, which was not true. Um, And coming back to school, it It is kind of difficult sometimes. In the morning, I'll be looking at myself and I'm like, ugh, I should have put more mascara on. Or, ugh, my eyelashes look really bad today. But it doesn't really make a difference. And I... It's hard for me to accept that sometimes because I'm still going to think the worst of myself. That's kind of just how I am. Um, But I have a lot of people around me who are always talking about my beauty from their perspective, which I feel like is really nice because... I see myself differently than how everybody else does. And that's hard to remember sometimes when I'm looking at myself too much and I'm like, ugh, I bet everybody thinks I'm so ugly right now. Um, And then people will compliment me and say, I look good today and say, I look fresh or like some random adjective. And it's a really nice feeling. So for the most part, I'd say I have a healthy relationship with it, but um, I still have my moments. But um, for me, I think it's worth it. A lot has changed between
0: before quarantine and now, because before quarantine, I wouldn't do any makeup, because I, like, like I was saying, I wasn't good at it, and so therefore that made me believe that it was bad, but now I'm much more confident about it, but it definitely took a long time to get there. Like, first, I started only wearing, like, makeup when I went out with my friends, or like had a special event and then I started wearing it to school all the time and I remember specifically one day I showed up to school with some like eyeshadow on after not having it for a while and I went up to Sophie, and I was like I feel like I look dumb and she's like what do you mean you look fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think that was a really interesting thing because it's once again that fear of perception (laughs) and I don't know it's I think that really just goes to show you that learning to do makeup, learning to accept yourself from not a male gaze, not a female gaze, from your own gaze is a hard path to go on and that you can get to a place where you're enjoying it and you're doing well. Like I am today, like this morning, I put on purple eyeshadow, I put on highlight in my inner corner, I put on mascara, and I feel good about it. I guess
2: now my relationship with makeup just kind of feels like an accessory, just kind of like You're not going to look weird without a necklace but if you wear a necklace you are kind of like i feel really nice like i kind of want to show off this like fancy piece of jewelry on my neck and you feel better about yourself but at the end of the day like you are fine without it and that's kind of like my relationship with makeup as well um i definitely just want to start wearing nothing um to school i remember not clothes makeup um i remember when i was in like middle school i put on mascara for the first time because my friend was doing my makeup and it felt so heavy and uncomfortable and chunky and i'm starting to kind of feel that again it's starting to feel kind of heavy and uncomfortable and it's not heavy but it is uncomfortable um So, you know, who knows? I might uh, stop wearing, (laughs) like, mascara to school. Um, But I did buy, like, liquid eyeshadow that I kind of want to play with. Um, So, again, like, I don't need it, but it's definitely something that I kind of want to, like, explore and try, and it's fun. And who knows? Like, my relationship with makeup could totally change, but as of now, it's, like, really healthy.
0: Yeah, like you're saying, Grace, I think it's really interesting that your journey with whether that be, like, cosmetics or really anything, it's not linear. It can go in and out and change so much. It can be full face makeup. It can be no makeup. It can be a little here and there. Like, it doesn't have to be 0 to 100. It can be 0, 100, 50, 40, 70, you know? It can really be any kind of path. And that's all valid, I think. So thank you for listening to our discussion about makeup and the male and female gaze and insecurities and everything. And just to go back to this article, this whole episode was inspired by New York Times, A New Look for a New World by Rachel Strugatz. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I will link that in the description. So please go check it out. I thought it was a really interesting article and it's inspired this whole episode
2: yeah it was really just a good episode to record i feel like we need to have these kind of conversations more often um if you're interested in us and if you're interested on in us as people you can check out um our other episodes we have a ton of them um they're all over spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and you can listen to us live on the radio on sundays at 9 a.m We have an Instagram page, and we're hoping to start uploading, so stay tuned for that. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.